Welcome, everybody, to Table Stories Witchcraft and Wizardry. We continue from our last session in a rather intense moment as Olive and Clem have heard a very terrifying growling noise coming from down the corridor. Darkness is all around them. And you hear... are they to rounding the corner? I would imagine you're right there. Okay. Olive immediately shuts her eyes, just like as tightly as she can manage, and she has her left arm out to hold Clem behind her. She's like protectively trying to keep Clem behind her, and with her right arm, she's just going to take a step forward and point in the direction that she's hearing the sound. And she's going to cast a spell. Okay. You have a minus one going forward. As you are casting blind. What spell are you casting? She's casting Immobilis. All right. Immobilis. So mad that minus one. Uh, can I can I use my relationship with Clem for this as I'm trying to protect her or no? I don't think so. Okay. Nine is a partial success. You begin to cast the spell and two things go wrong. There are some side effects. What happens? Uh... I think someone or something is alerted to the casting of the spell. I just logically don't see how, with all this commotion, you know, someone's got to hear it. There's no way this is quiet. And... I think just narratively, you know, this is a a spell in her spell bank and it's one that she's comfortable with. So I I do want to, I don't want to do the diminished effect because I do think it succeeds in that aspect. So I'm I'm so sorry, Clem, I love you. But uh, one of the other players takes a condition from a partial misfire. What condition do we think that this is, Clem? Um... The spell is Immobilis, right? Immobilis, yeah. yes. Immobilis. Oh, wow. Um, so I will take days. Uh, but just so everybody knows, that puts me to three conditions. Okay. Clem, you take your third condition as you feel like the immobilist spell misfires a bit, Olive casts the spell, and um, you hear this (laughs) kind of 
kind of noise and some scrabbling on the all along the uh, stone and then it suddenly stops I think Olive without moving without like moving forward or or opening her eyes is trying to get the sense you know you said there was like scrap scrappy kind of sounds a scrabbling yeah. noise like claws on a stone surface and did it sound like that was moving away from them i don't know if you can tell there is an echo coming from the from the hall here okay um Olive is going to <sighs> Olive is going to remove the hand that's in front of Clem to like shield her eyes. You know how when you do that, like, you can see your own feet, but you just can't see what's in front of you kind of thing, where you're blocking, like, your forward vision, but you can see your feet? She's going to do that to see if there's anything, like, close on the ground. Would she see anything in the hallway that close to her or no? I think not. I think you can only see Clem's cloak, uh, Clem's robes, and your, and feet, and your feet? Uh, I think she's going to take a step forward, and, like, I think she's all doing this pretty quickly, too. Like, she's trying to assess the situation pretty quickly, and she says, uh, just stay right here, Clem. And she takes two steps forward and points her wand in the direction that she last heard that kind of scuffling. Try and Just... notice something for me, please. Okay. And I'm going to say you have a minus one going into this. Oh. Okay. So, you can ask me a question from the seven to nine list. I'm guessing I can't ask what it looks like because I'm not looking right now. No. Um, so what did it sound like? Because I'm assuming that's what she's noticing mm. with is better picking up on the auditory cues. Is that correct? Yes. So you think you heard the casting of a spell and murmured incantation. You're not alone here. There is a sound of a a swish, and it sounds like something closes. And then you hear running on the stone. 
Olive is going to, the second she hears running on the stone, she's going to open her eyes and run in the direction that she's hearing that sound. I'm following her. Okay. Clem, you are dazed. How does this, how is the situation affecting you? You've sort of reacted yeah. as Olive has cast the spell. What happens? I think I'm just sort of, I feel like it happens so fast. You know, it just feels like everything goes so quickly and all of a sudden she's running down the hall and I feel like I have enough in me. I kind of lag behind, but I sort of start to follow her slowly. I'm, I'm not running with her, but I'm following her because it's, it's almost like that's all I can think about is just follow Olive. Okay. You're chasing after Olive. And I think from Clem's perspective, we see this sort of like Blair Witch-like camera, you know, that's sort of following. Um, You see the back of like Olive's head as you're running down this uh, library corridor and all of the the torchlight is out as you're running. So you're kind of running. There's just a little bit of diffuse light that's sort of trickling in, but it's very dark throughout the... Uh, corridor. You can just barely see ahead of you. You can see Olive sort of rushing. Olive, you are chasing after what you perceive to be this sound, this running of footsteps. You think maybe you can see something moving, a shape of a dark uh, robe sort of swirling around behind uh, something. Um, there is a, uh, a sharp turn in the hallway and I would like both of you... Well, actually, I think we're going to have quick and quiet. Um, uh, one of you... Uh, I assume it's going to be Olive here. Uh, quick and quiet and your relationship with Clem. Okay. And I do want to make sure, like, as soon as she books it, I want her to be keeping her wand out and to cast a spell as quickly as possible. I would also I like a quick and quiet roll from Clem in your relationship okay. with Olive in this case. Okay. Okay. So would I be able to do the spell after the quick and quiet roll? We'll see. Okay. Okay, so because I'm injured, um, I do have a plus two with Olive, so I think it evens it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to add a plus one forward here for my house benefit, take one forward to body rolls in one scene. Okay. Oh. Unfortunately, Clem trips and grabs your robe, sending both of you sprawling to the ground, falling, uh, sending your wand away from you and uh, clattering to the ground of the hallway. You can hear the sounds of the steps running further and further away. Clip, clap, clip, clap. Both of you have spilled to the ground. Oliver, are you okay? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, are you all right? I think I have to go to the hospital wing. Okay. Let's get you there. Okay. And Olive's just gonna kind of... Uh, 
you know, get to standing before Clem so she can help lift her up. And she's going to do like a, a quick little assessment. Like, does it seem like Clem's having trouble standing up or is she breathing okay? Like, does she look like anything major's wrong? And if not, then she's going to, you know, like put an arm for her to lean on and uh, start heading towards the hospital wing. Um, but I do want to make a note of what direction the, the figure that I was chasing was headed before they leave this area. Sure. Um, so the... Um, the corridor, like, up, um, on the, uh, uh, one floor above the ground floor, um, just so that we're, we all understand what we're talking about, because in the UK they have different, uh, ways of describing ground floor, first floor, etc. Um, uh, where the library is located, it would be the equivalent of the Transfiguration Corridor, um, somebody um, that you were chasing was headed probably down that way. The library's up in this area here, and they were headed down that way. Okay. So looking at Clem, uh, you can, I think, uh, read between the lines. Sorry, I'm taking notes. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, okay. helpful. Now, now I get a complete success. Yeah, you can ask Clem <laughs> two questions from the read between the lines list. Uh, how are they feeling? Um. On all accounts, kind of not great. <laughs> kind of awful. Um, she's pretty out of it. Uh, like, I'm pretty out of it. Uh, I'm hurt. I'm exhausted. Um, I think... I think I don't really know what just happened or what's gone on and don't have any full grasp about what you were trying to do or anything like that. Um... Yeah. Mm, I guess I would say, what are they planning? Like, what does it, what does it seem like Clem uh, is, is up for next? Does it seem like she's totally checked out and it's like hospital wing forever, never again am I doing this? Or? <laughs> um, I think, I think if you were to... I think if you were to, um, right now her main goal is to go to the hospital wing, but probably as we're continuing and as time is going on a little bit, um, I have like a, a biting thought that I can't quite remember, but I know that I want to talk to you about it, but it's at, it's sort of like prioritized down at the moment. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Olive's going to carefully help Clem get back up, and as she starts to move her towards the hospital wing, she's just gonna say, I'm so sorry, Clem. I heard the growling and the noises, and I just thought maybe it was 
whatever's been causing this and causing the the memory loss for, for Hagrid and hurting the creatures in the forest and I thought maybe we could stop it or get some evidence if we just acted quickly. Yeah. And we just got hurt. Oh, that's that's okay. Uh, uh, I'm sorry that I got hurt. I really wish that we could have figured it out. Um, there's like, oh, there's something. Do you think it was the Gloacus? Or the thing I was I telling you about? So. That's why I kept my eyes closed the whole time. Yeah. Um, you know, the last time one was seen, if I can remember correctly, was Connecticut, I think. The United States? Yeah. So they could have... It could have been brought here by the exchange students? Is that what you mean? I guess so. Yeah. Interesting. We'll think about it later, alright? Let's just yeah. focus on you getting to the hospital wing and getting better. I think if you, Rosie, if you were as tall as Hagrid, I think you could eat m probably more than him, actually. Hmm, if I was as tall as Hagrid, I could eat more more than Hagrid? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you eat hmm. more than, than, than normal people do, so then... Oh. Hello. Oh! Hey! Alright, wait a second. Do you have a headache? What's wrong? Oh. We, um, we had an encounter with a dark creature. Oh, I thought maybe you were doing like a cool secret handshake and you bonked heads. You saw a dark creature? Are you, are you okay? I have to go to the hospital wing. The torches hospital are wing. probably out, by the way, as you've been walking this way, uh, Alex and Rosie. So like, it would have been a mm -hmm. bit strange. Um, you can barely see Clem and Olive right now. Is is there a um, is there like an oil shortage in the lanterns, or did you blow them out because it was too bright and you? Were you was it what happened? Was was the did the creature turn off the torches or? I don't know, but it certainly gives us something to research. I guess mm -hmm. right. But it probably means it doesn't like light. Why are the why are, why are the lights out? Wait, um, you're not supposed to know. look at it. Someone put the lights out? They purposely... I'm not supposed to look at... It, if you make eye contact with it, it can erase your memory or something like it's that? A right? Gloacus. It's... Yeah, it's what, the it Gloacus. When we heard it, I immediately shut my eyes, and that's what made it so hard to fight against it. I tried Such to stun it. But I couldn't I didn't even see think that far ahead. If I was aiming correctly. Wait, so someone wait, could okay. have turned I only out got the lights. To, I only got to D D D D D D and the dark. Glowacus. Right. Glowacus. So G. Um. 
Right, wait, so if if someone else turned the lights off so that they couldn't see it? Is that what you're saying? Then I would mean that Yeah. Someone yeah. else knows and then they knew it was there and they knew what to do with it, maybe. Wait. Do you th- when you first mentioned that, my first thought was someone else is like us and they're trying to fight it. That's great. But what if they're controlling it or releasing it? What if they had it on a leash? What if they're working with it and not against it, sort of? They're using it. Like, like if I need somebody to pick up something heavy, I would ask Hagrid to do it. But they're doing it in a really rude way and with a monster. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I feel like I'm missing something. The only thing we're missing right now is the hospital. And a nap. Get to the hospital wing. You will get some rest, and it'll all be easier in the morning. I'll be back to mystery yeah. solving. Hagrid's there, you can talk to him about things, and maybe he'll remember some stuff when he talks to you. Maybe he knows about Gloacas. Um, Rosie hands Clem uh, a, f- a cookie from her pocket. Um, Wait, stop. I shouldn't go to the hospital. We Should we go to Professor... Should we go to... Your Professor Longbottom, or should we go to you, McGonagall? I, no, no, no. Clem, you gotta eat this cookie. Important. You gotta eat this cookie, and we gotta go to the hospital wing. Um, and I would like to use my automatic succeed on a treat wounds move per day so that she's uh, a little healed up on her way to the hospital wing. Maybe less dazed, perhaps? Okay, so when you automatically succeed on a treat wounds, you automatically heal one condition. Which condition do we feel like is healed here? I'm taking dazed. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Okay. I, it's up to you. It's up to. No, yeah. It's a. It's a less day. Uh, anti days cookie. I'm okay. making myself. Maybe just we... like the hit of sugar kind of helps bring my senses back a little bit. It's probably little closer to rush. the exhausted. Oh, okay. Then are you, are you exhausted? exhausted too? Exhausted. Yeah, I was exhausted too. Okay, There's I'll take exhausted. Chocolate. So yeah. okay. I'll Literally, take in the healing conditions uh, part, having a bit of chocolate always helps is how you cure exhausted. Okay, cool. So I, I took off exhausted. Okay, well, we, we should report this to the headmistress. Um, that means... Well, okay. Well, we need to go to the hospital wing, uh, Clem. Um, Don't go without the... me. I have to I have to go. I, I have to tell her. It's, um, I I understand how you feel, but the most important thing is your health right now. If mm-hmm. if you want to be the one to deliver the news, then we will bring her to the hospital wing if that's what it takes. But yeah. you're not getting out of this. It's really important. All right? Okay, it's fine. It's very important. We can let's we'll go with you as an escort just in case there's any more of those things around, and then we'll get you there. And um, Madame Pomfrey probably has like an emergency line to the headmistress for severe things, so she's made aware of it. So we can see if she she'll can send come a message. To us. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, one side. Hobbling. Um. Oh, just so we can make sure we can see Lumos. Cast Lumos. Sure. Cast Lumos. All right. 
The most powerful Lumos. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We got some light. Oh, but if you see something, it's just so we can see your feet and not trip over anything. If you see something, close your eyes. Okay. Okay. Be very careful. If you hear... Rosie, you don't have to do it already. We didn't mean if you see literally anything. Oh. If you see something oh, okay. that you think is the creature. Okay, yeah, you read my mind. I was a little yes. confused. I, I was know. like, how are we going to get there? Yeah. I'm assuming... It's so no... loud. So, okay. now that you've lumosed the hallway, you can see that there is a person that looks to be sat, laid down, against the wall. You see Madame Pence there. Um, someone better get the headmistress. Um. Uh, we, this, we need the headmistress. I, uh, I'll go. Um, I'll go. Looking, I just, the hospital wing. She's looking yeah, very I, confused. Yeah, I oh, am it. looking at two. Hi, Madame Pence. I'm, do you remember me? You don't like me very much. Rosie, Rosie, she might be very overwhelmed right now, all right? Just need to take a Let's second. Very quiet and very calm. Wait, Clem, you can go on your own. Um, I already left. I've I've run away. I've run uh, there. Olive is going to Olive is going to turn to Alex and she's going to go, "Can you please go make sure she's all right and doesn't get hurt worse?" Rosie and I will oh, stay with okay. Madame Pince, all right? Okay. Okay. I run off after Clem. Olive is going to kind of like kneel down because you described it like she's like slumped over almost. She sat down like in with back against the wall. Okay. Um, Olive is going to crouch down and see if she makes eye contact when she looks at Madame Pince. Like, does it look like she's eyes glazed over, not connecting? Okay. Her glazed over. She's sort of looking at the wall. Um, I don't know if this is going to be any help, Rosie, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to try a spell just in case. Okay. Um. Okay. Which which spell is it? Could I ask, or is it a surprise? I do like surprises. Um, finite incantatum. In case there's spell effects still affecting her now, it'll remove them. And okay, I don't know if she's under the influence of some sort of charm or hex or something, but it might be a start. Okay, uh, Rosie's going to sit down next to Madame Pence and just sit there with her uh, to keep her company. She wants to hold her hand, but she was told to take it easy. So she's uh, anxiously holding her own hand. Olive is going to take a deep breath and steal herself and uh, point her wand directly at Madame Pince and just say, Finite Incantatum. (laughs) Partial success. Two side effects. Um... I definitely think someone or something is alerted to the casting of the spell. Like, I I think, I don't know if anyone's out and about moving through these hallways or anything, but 
she's not being she's not whispering it you know if anyone's nearby they would hear it um and i think i think it would have a diminished effect okay you cast the spell You feel like something goes wrong with your wand when you do. You can maybe feel like a little reverberation through the wand as you cast the spell. Maybe you're very nervous when you do this. And Adam Pence seems to have no reaction. You hear the sound of footsteps walking the way that you came down the hall. Is someone What's there? What's happening here? Who is it? I think it's I think it's uh pr- Professor Siander S- S- Sparander. Sounds like her. Miss Commander, is that you? Please take your wand away from Madame Pince. Please, uh, I, yes, and she's going to kind of tuck it into her pocket, and she's going to say. We found her like this, completely unresponsive. Um, we sent Clementine and Alex to go get the headmistress, but we didn't want to leave her alone like this. Is there anything you can do? Try and convince Luna Scamander, who walks her way out of the shadows, pointing a wand at you. Seven. Choose one from the convince list, please. Mm. I would say they go along with it for now. What is wrong with Madame Prince? Um, we don't know just yet. She's just seems she's not all there she's not responding to us she won't make eye contact she hasn't moved or spoken and she seems completely in a trance she looks at you and although her appearance is strange you can see that her eyes are very focused she's trying to look deeply into your eyes She points her wand at your wand. And I just lost the spell. She points her wand at your wand and You can see that your wand begins to move the same way as when you cast Finite Incantatum. The last spell that you cast with that wand was a Finite Incantatum. I don't think that you would be trying to hurt Madame Pince. If you were casting that spell? I thought maybe she had been hexed or jinxed, and that's the only thing I knew that could maybe help. 
but I don't think it worked, or maybe it doesn't affect whatever's afflicting her. She um, she bends down and like looks at Madame Pence. Madame Pence, it's Luna. Um, Madame Pence, Professor Commander. One moment, please. Madame Pence. She'll try to like open up her eyes a little bit. Um. She looks towards you and she said, what happened? Um, I just had a, a quick question for you, if that's all right. Do you, do you mind if I ask what drew you to this corridor? At this time of night? I was going to the library. For what? Actually going to see Madame Pins myself. For, for what? She's an old friend. Huh. I was making time to see her before the library closed for the evening. I thought maybe we could have some tea. Did you bring a good tea? Yes. Mm, what kind? Nice lavender. That sounds good. Um, did she know you were coming? No. Did anyone know? I don't think so. I'd like to try to do a read between the lines if that's okay. Sure. You can ask two questions. I finally swapped that stat the other day, just so I can do better on my after-school rolls, by the way. So excited for today. <laughs> uh, I'd like to ask, are they telling the truth? You think so, yes. Okay. If she was lying, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to tell. Uh, how can I get them to trust me? Good question. Hmm. I think there's not an easy answer to this. I think it's along the lines of like just doing trustworthy things. Okay. Sort of acting in a trustworthy manner, you know, just um, being a good person and sort of sticking true to your word. Olive's gonna kind of take a second because I imagine you know, that's what's going on in her head as she's assessing the situation. And she goes, Miss, um, Professor Scamander, I know that the, um, you and the rest of the professors are on top of, um, figuring out what's going on. Um, but I, uh, 
I had a question, and I, I, I heard that you have some um, family experience with um, magical creatures. Is that correct? I'm a naturalist, yes. Yes. Before um, you continue, though, you must tell me what happened here. Right, sorry. Um... Okay, so I was with Clementine and we were walking to the library and we heard um, a bunch of horrid snarling noises, noises only a creature would make, definitely not human, and we heard it coming from around the corridor. Um, And... Uh, Clementine is really good with the study of magical creatures. She's, like, really smart at it. And she had just been telling us about this creature that um, if you make eye contact with it, it can wipe your memory. And so I was really frightened when I heard creature sounds and knowing that Hagrid recently had his memory lost, um, I I shut my eyes and I turned around the corner and... um, tried to protect ourselves from the sounds with my eyes shut and we couldn't see anything and I heard scrambling sounds like it was running away but then I also heard footsteps like human footsteps so I opened my eyes and tried to chase after it um and we fell Clem and I and so I went to take her to the hospital wing and then we were going to report it to the headmistress but on our way to the hospital wing, we ran into Alexander and Rosie. Um, and all the lights were already off in the corridor. So Alex did a really, really good Lumos. Like, really good. It was so perfect. And it was so, so bright. So bright. It illuminated the hallway. And that's when we saw Madame Pince just sitting here like this. And she's been like this since we saw her, so I don't know how long she's been like this for, but I think it must be related to the creature sounds we heard. uh, Professor Scamander sort of looks off to the side as if she's thinking. Creature, you say? What did the growl sound like? Did it sound like a dog, or did it sound like a hyena? It sounded like something much bigger than a dog, and much scrappier and sloppier and more formidable and a lot angrier. Can I? Is there a role I can do to recreate the noise that you made, Whack? To like try and accurately recreate the sound to see how good of a job Olive does in impersonating it? I guess. I guess it would be uh, uh, probably a convince is the closest option that okay. we have here. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Uh. Let's see. 
Do I, do I have any... I don't use any relationships or anything, right? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Seven. You can choose uh, one from the list there. <laughs> we can assume that it's, it's, you know, an attempt. Uh, I'm going to say... I don't know which one makes the most sense here. I feel like probably they go along with it for now in the sense that like Olive, I think what's clear to Luna is Olive is not making up sounds on the spot. She's not like pulling this out of thin air. Luna understands that she is uh, very clearly drawing from a real memory, even if she's not doing a great job of imitating it. She's like, I get that you experienced this, not super sure what you heard because you're not doing a great job bringing it to life. It's like when someone goes to the mechanic and they're trying to make the sound yeah, that the car yeah. is making. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, the I know was, you believe you heard that, the but the car is kind of making a good junk, good junk, good junk kind of sound. What does that mean? Yeah. Wait, does this mean we'll get to hear you do the noise? Sure. I can try to do it. Um, so Olive's like, you know, we were walking down the hallway, Clementine and I. And um, all of a sudden, I heard this like, <laughs> just coming from around side the hall. And so I put my arm out to try and protect Clem. And then we heard this different type of sound and it was like scuttling away, but it was still doing this like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of sound. Does that sound like a creature that you could identify. Would you like me to do it again? Does it sound kind of like a garbage disposal? No, why did I? No. Oh, I was just checking because I heard there there was a monster that sounded like a garbage disposal. Oh, no, I thought I thought I sounded like a large formidable creature with like fangs and like stuff dripping out of his mouth kind of could it was be that. lots of different creatures from that kind of sound, unfortunately. Well, Clem mentioned one in particular. Um, I, oh, I, I swear I wrote it down. It was, um, a, um, it was... It wasn't a crumple horn snorkak, was it? No, it had the this like letter a cereal. G in there somewhere. It was a gak, a gak, a gak, a gak, a gak, a gulhak, 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 gulgaki, gulgaki. It's pretty close. There's like a lot of and a g noise for sure. We uh, need to get Madam Pins to the hospital wing. Can you help me? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rosie's gonna grab Madame Pence by the arm and try to s- help her up off the ground. Sure. And we switch scenes. <laughs> Clem, you are yes. running as fast as you can. Full tilt. Full tilt. Where are you headed? I'm heading straight to Headmistress McGonagall's office. Okay. You rush. You can hear maybe Alex yelling behind you. Uh, Clem. Clem! Clem, wait! Make a quick and quiet roll. Alex, mm-hmm. you as well. Roll with your relationships with each other. 
Clem, you are yes. uh, rushing, but you are uh, running out of breath very quickly. You're realizing that your head is swimming a bit, and um, you uh, sort of uh, go a bit off track. Like, you can't seem to um, uh, run, like, in a straight line. You find yourself sort of, like, listing to the side, and you feel like you're getting, like, a bit of vertigo, like, as you're running. Um, yeah. And um, how do you react to that? Do you still keep running as fast as you can? What are you doing? Um, I am... I probably slow down a little bit, uh, but I'm still... You know when you see someone and they're just doing their absolute best and you know that they should just really stop, but they just refuse... That's what's happening. She's like still moving as forward as she can, even though she's sort of zigzagging and leaning over. And maybe she like hits a wall and then just like tries to like bump it and just keep keep moving. Yeah. Alex, you catch up to her just as Clem sort of careens into a wall when she's running. Yeah. I I can catch her by the arm. Careful, you. Yeah. Uh, We have to get to Professor. We have to. We have to. Yeah, yeah, but if you hit your head on the wall, you won't get there. You'll get... There's a cloacus. It's a cloacus. Alex. Okay. okay, I need to look it up still, but... Okay, let's go. Just just go at a pace where you'll be safe. You didn't Best read pace. your book? I did, but it got scary. So I didn't get all of it. I tried to do it in little bits. So, as, uh... As you're running to Headmistress McGonagall's office, I'd like to know the path that you took. Um, yeah. You'd have to go down the stairs um, uh, from the from the library to head down that way. Um, the library is up here-ish. Like right here? Uh, yep. Okay. Um, and it's one floor up. I okay, so I probably headed over over the suspension bridge, okay, and then went through the quad. So I think you probably would have stopped right on the other side of the suspension bridge. We'll say right about there. Okay. Yeah, um, where Alex catches up to you, Alex. <laughs> please notice something for me. Okay. Uh, with my relationship with Clem, or just... I don't think so. I think Clem's too out of it. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's good. Very interesting. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay, my two questions? Yes. Um... Okay, so did it seem dangerous is my number one concern right now. I'm in high alert slash anxiety. I think so. You see that there is um, a shadowed cloak, cloaked figure that is down by the um, Gryffindor Tower, somewhere down there. Outside of the castle? Yes. 
Oh no. Okay, so that that'll cover my what did it look like also for my other question. Okay, um <sighs> Okay, so I'm going to run to the, the railing of the suspension bridge and just cast stupefy down on it. So it's it's really far it's away. It's really far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, uh, but I'm like, just like, ah, there's the thing. This is going to be a minus two to the roll. Because okay. of the distance. Okay. Why do I cast things off of high places all the time also? Next to your extremely injured friend. Sorry, uh, there's just a, minus... a huge ravine below you. Fine. Yeah, minus two. Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, that's a failure. When you fail on a cast a spell on a six or lower, the spell rebounds and the caster takes a condition. For each year past the current year of the spell, they attempt to add another condition. Stupefy is which year? Second year. Yeah. So you take one condition as the spell sort of uh, rebounds. Um, I think when you try to um, put your focus into the spell, you realize like how far away the target is when you cast it. And mm -hmm. I think you just over exert yourself and you feel like all of the, the focus and, and your sort of your, your magical essence sort of like get pulled from your body too hard into your wand too much, too fast. Um, yeah, and then my stupefy rebounds, so I think I'm best uh, dazed here. Ooh, 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 I, like grab onto the railing and sway a little bit. Give me a second. Alex, what did you do? What's happening? Uh, there's a. I saw it. Is it still there? Can I still see it? No longer there. What did you see? I saw a, a figure in a dark robe. Okay. I grab his hand and I just start booking it. And I'm just dragging him along. I We're a real mess. Long <laughs> just a... Spell casting more. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get there when we're older. But it was a very good try. I, I figured I would just try and stop it. Yeah. And I'm I'm just dragging us to yeah okay uh, through the quad. You continue your trip to the uh, headmaster's office, and um, you head to the the book and the um, area just outside the head his headmistress's office. Um, I I quickly write Clementine Glowakis exclamation point in the book and then just start banging on the door like banging on the wall mm. headmistress headmistress I normally write emergency that works. 
you enter your name into the book. And shortly thereafter, you hear an enter as the door to Headmistress McGonagall's office opens up. I just probably spill in and I spill just, in after. Yeah, I just, I'm taking it and I just run in. And Mr. McGonagall, I'm so sorry. I think it's a cloacus. I think it's a cloacus. We we saw a creature in the hallway, and um, all of closed eyes, and um, <laughs> Madame Pince is hurt. And Headmistress McGonagall and I, stands up and says, "What? What is happening?" We were headed to the library and we heard a creature and I was reading about how Glowakuses uh, wipe a memory and the le- they were last seen in Connecticut and we have American students here and I uh, I think it's a Glowakus. We heard a loud creature and thankfully Olive closed her eyes. I don't know what would have happened but um, Madame Pince was in, in the hallway uh, and she was not responding and I think she got caught. The lights were off. I think the lights were off for a reason. I'm just telling you everything. Try to convince Headmistress McGonagall, please. You can use your relationship with Alex. Yeah, and when we were on our way over here... Can I not use my relationship with Alex, or do I have to? (laughs) Nope, I think Alex is uh, speaking here as well, so... Oh, sorry, okay. Yeah, Yeah. after we were coming here, when we were on the Brisbane Sedge, down by Teffendor Grower, I saw a a figure in a clack book. I think I said that right. All right, dear, it looks like you're both very, very turned around. And um, you just now notice that uh, Or Silverberry is here as well. Um, and he says, Admistress McGonagall, what should we do? One thing at a time, Or Silverberry. All right, and she walks over to you, and she sort of, uh, she sort of kneels down and like looks at both of you. Now let me have a look here, dear. I tried to cast a stupefy at the figure, and it... all right, all right. It's a northern. You said Madame Pince is hurt. Yes. And the Gryffindor, Gryffindor. We tower. left them. We left them in all the right, hall. In all the right. Hall at the Wh- library. At the library. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, she begins to swirl her wand and cast a spell, and you can see the uh, long, thin line start to extend out from the wand, spread out into different strands as they meander through the bricks in the wall as the spell um, uh, splits and cascades out. And you hear um, Headmistress McGonagall say, Attention, professors! It appears that there has been another injury. Madame Pince near the library, in the hall near the library. It appears that there has been an attack. Please, any professors that are nearby, uh, make your way there to help. Shortly thereafter, you can hear this sort of strange warbling sound uh, as a familiar sound sort of uh, begins to 
return and echo throughout the chamber. You can see one of the lines start to sort of squiggle its way back um, through the wall. Headmistress McGonagall, this is Professor Scamanda. I found Madame Pince and two other students. We're making our way to the hospital wing now. Very good, Professor Scamander. I, uh, I will meet you there shortly. Uh, other professors, please make your way to the hospital wing immediately. <sighs> and Headmistress McGonagall, what about our issue? I understand, Aura Silverberry, but we have more pressing matters for the moment. We must address the current injury before we can address your problem. Very well, headmistress. I will continue with my work then. And uh, Aura Silverberry looks at uh, both of you, and he sort of um, straightens his uh, straightens his clothing and begins to walk out. Wait, I- I'm so sorry, uh, Alex. Didn't you see something too? Yeah, yeah. I don't break out in the outside. Of the castle. All right, dear. Well, until you're able to get your bearings, we'll make sure that you go to the hospital wing. We'll have to investigate later. My first priority is making sure that you're well. They were wearing a robe. Oh, a lot of wizards and witches wear robes, dear. All right, let's get you to the hospital wing. Come on, both of you. I like wings, not as much as sausages. Headmistress McGonagall, I'm really sorry. Don't worry about it, dear. Thank you for coming to me. And um, she will uh, sort of help you both as you make your way to the hospital wing. In the hospital wing, we see Olive, Rosie, Professor Scamander and um, Madame Pence uh, in in there. Uh, Hagrid's there as well as um, Madame Pomfrey. Um, Madame Pence is uh, laid in bed, and we see probably um, Madame Pomfrey uh, using a Lumos spell to guide a wand in front of her in front of her eyes and um madam pomfrey says well it appears to be something similar to what happened to hagrid uh, the nearest associated spell would be an obliviate, I think. She seems to be much more confused. Unfortunately, it looks more severe. Um, I don't mean to speak out of turn. But in case it helps the way you treat her, um, 
We think it's um, a dark creature that did it and not an obliviate spell. There's a creature that's capable of um, tampering with its victim's memories and it seems to make sense based on the sounds that we heard in the hallway and um, everything that's been happening at Hogwarts. It's a gukakis. A, a gukakis. We're still trying to figure out what could have done this and I will do my best to help, but they sound like it could in fact be some kind of dark creature, Madame Pomfrey. That could change the treatment. I'll have to look into some different eye drops and things that might be used. They could in fact help. You're so smart, Madame Pomfrey. Good idea. She smiles and there's like a million wrinkles that like squint your face. Over. Thank you, dear. Just doing my job. And she starts to turn. <laughs> now it's not the time, Whack. No, <laughs> she can't be funny right now. <laughs> uh, you see that um, uh, various professors uh, have made their way to the hospital wing as well. Um, you can see that uh, Professor Bovin, uh, Professor Borealis, um, Professor um, uh, Professor Griffiths, uh, Professor Flitwick have arrived. Um, you can see that Professor Longbottom, uh, Professor Hooch, and um, several other uh, professors for electives and things have shown up as well that I don't think you know very well. Um, but, uh, they've begun to show up, and, um, everyone seems rather concerned about Madame Pence, and, um, some are checking out Hagrid, when you see that Clem and, um, uh, Alexander arrive with Headmistress McGonagall. Head, Headmistress, I'm telling you, it's Gloacus. That's what Gloacus. it's called, Gloacus. It's a Gloacus. Okay. Gloacus, um, Professor's Commander, a Gloacus. A Gloacus? Northern Devil Cat, yeah, Northern Devil Cat. I, I think. know a Gloacus. I've seen one. Wait, where do you see strange. one? The last one was seen in Connecticut. Were you in Connecticut, Professor? I visited America several years ago. Um, and that's where you saw it? Yes, we were trying to make sure that they were safe in the environment and that they weren't being disturbed by the muggles. Um, Professor, what did they sound like? They sound like very specific. They can sound like sort of like a bear, a panther, and a lion all combined, and they have a strange sort of screech that sounds like a hyena. 
Mm. Yes. So not the garbage disposal. Makes sense. So the noise that I imitated earlier sounds pretty spot on. You're you describing exactly what we heard, Professor. Gilwakis definitely makes those kinds of noises. So it's likely that we just ran into one in the corridors of Hogwarts. What would a Gilwakis be doing in Hogwarts if they're from America? Well, we have what American, would American students. students be doing in Hogwarts. Maybe it was a story. They've brought it over here on holiday. That seems yeah. very unlikely. Ooh, you wouldn't be able to transport it easily. Who said Are they there... transported it easily? Who thought that Hagrid would be losing his memory? None of this is very likely. It doesn't change the fact that it's happening. Just because something is possible doesn't mean that we should insinuate that these students have been responsible for such things. The creature comes from the same place that they do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are the ones that have perpetrated this attack. But the lights were out. But the lights were out. Someone put the lights out. And you're supposed to look at them. If you look in their eyes, then you lose your memory. Who would put the lights out? To not look in its eyes. Someone who knew. Right? And also, it wasn't a, a, a cat thing that casts the spells in the Forbidden Forest, or the cast a spell at uh, Miss Squid, or that I saw over by that place that's over there with and, the houses uh, and stuff. Uh, so we were to... chasing. Olive, what were we chasing? I can't remember. Were we chasing the Gloacus? We were chasing the Gloacus. There was someone chasing after the Gloacus. Um, it was a bit dark, but it was a hooded, shadowy figure. Um, and so they one of those ran away. I cast a spell at them. And then but there was someone there. You said you saw someone, Alexander. Yeah, down by Tiffindor Grower on the outside. Gryffindor the Tower. That's what I said. Right? I yeah, think maybe was... you'd better lay down. And you too, no, Miss Goosanders. You're looking a bit injured. Is that blood there? Maybe. Clem ran into a couple of walls. Right, lay down both of you. Okay. Not there in a bed. Oh, sorry. The mistress is a clock. We'll investigate. I'll help too. Mm-hmm. And I'll be sure to let the auras know as well. For now. Get some rest. Madam Pince will look you over, as well as... Uh, M- Madam Pomfrey will look you over, as well as Madam Pince. Okay. Okay. Uh, professors, if I could please speak with you all. 
professors uh, sort of begin to move to the other side of the hospital wing to talk. Olive. What is it? You cast a really faraway Accio spell, right? Yeah. Do you any tips? Um, what exactly do you need? He wants the listening ear. He wants to listen to their conversation. Right do now? Is that what you want to do? Why are you asking me questions? I think that's what he was insinuating. Are you alright, Alex? I think he might be concussed. I So I tried to cast a spell far away. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. It is hard. I can barely cast a spell up close. Are you feeling okay, though? Alex? Alex? Hi. Are you- Hi! Are you Alex. feeling okay, Alex? Are you alright? I tried to cast a spell. Yes, you did. It was mm. far, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it went... And then it hit you in the head. Right. Do you want a cookie, Alex? Okay, here you go. Here's yes. a cookie. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Should we listen to their conversation? Uh, if you want to try, I'll I'll keep Alex company. Oh no. Well, um, well, should I? I just. Do we need to get into any more trouble? This <laughs> probably not. What if I just um offer them all cookies, and in an attempt for friendship, and they won't suspect that I'm eavesdropping? They will one hundred suspect that you're eavesdropping they won't suspect it they'll know it mm. and it'll probably irritate them okay you know what i'm gonna sit on the bed then and i'm just gonna be I quiet. think we sit this one out i think yeah, okay. we'll stay with our friends yeah it's been a bad day we don't need any you know anything Do you else need anything alex was the well, cookie good mm-hmm. okay what were you gonna say to all of alex you cursed an Accio spell really far away, right? I did. I did cast Accio for the extendable ears. Any tips? Any tips? That's a very good question. Um, if I, I always think it helps spells out if you're doing them to protect someone or, or to take care of someone or in response to something important. I think it gives you that little bit of motivation you need. Yeah, I wasn't trying to help someone. I was trying to stupefy them from far away. Ah, I think that one's a bit more tough because with my spell, it was like, a call and response, like calling out to the ears, and then they just had to make their way to me. But yours right. is just sending that energy out, whereas mine's a bit of a boomerang. I feel like mine was probably easier, and yours is a bit more difficult if the target is far away. Whack, while they're talking, is there a way I could do like a notice something or investigate to read what the professor's faces look like to see if they're like disgruntled or like relieved or like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, sure. Would it be an investigate? 
Nope. Be a read between the lines. Okay. And I don't have a relationship with any of them, so. Okay. That was a 10. So, uh. Yeah. What are they planning? Um, okay. From what you can tell, it looks like they're having a conversation about, um, all of the things that have been happening at the school. There um, you can see a few, you maybe hear like a few words here and there, um, but you can see that generally like, uh, it's mostly calm, right? You can see that um, all of them are sort of talking, like each teacher sort of chimes in with their own uh, bit to the conversation here and there. Um, and headmistress McGonagall is mainly um, asking each one of them a question. Okay. Um, how can I get them to trust me? Cookies. <laughs> when you say trust you, I mean what's that if I were to have a conversation with them or want to assist them or like have I feel like the teacher's thing think Rosie's kind of a you'll never I just you'll <laughs> never convince them to, to have them help me okay I think yeah. they just think Rosie's kind of dumb and uh that's fair I kind of want to use that to Rosie's advantage how can they get how can Rosie get them to trust that she's not smart enough to do anything that they think you know what I mean like that they're like oh she's just a dumb kid so if if you're how can I fly if, under the radar? If you want to try and snoop, if you want to get them to trust you to the point where you can snoop on their conversation, I mm-hmm. think that you you kind of hit on the right note where you're just maybe doing sort of very rosy things or acting like a little goofy or you know along those lines. They might not okay. consider you as a eavesdropper. Okay, I think then. Um... Rosie's just gonna start absentmindedly walking and like touching the beds and then pull out like a few cookies and walk over to them and be like, um, uh, sorry, didn't want to interrupt, but I know it's been a tough day. And so I made all these cookies today and I just wanted to hand them to you. So you have a little bit of energy. Try and, uh, convince and you have a plus one. Cause I have cookies. That's a 10. All right. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I think um, Professor Flitwick grabs a cookie. And he he starts munching on it and just gets all in his, you know, mustaches. Um, and uh, he says, hey, Mistress McGonagall, I, I, I must say that uh, with the news of this Gloacus, the, the students are... Uh, 
Well, they might be right. It may very well be the American students. Uh, inviting them here for the festival seems to be uh, a very positive thing for 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 uh, international relations with other countries and such. But uh, I, I I must admit I'm, I'm, I'm very skeptical of this entire thing. I, I'm I'm beginning to worry that they may be right. And this uh, David Cole their own boot that you have mentioned now several times may be in fact related to this. Should we take it upon ourselves to investigate him more closely? I, I don't know that that's uh, very fair. Uh, exactly. Uh, while there may be some suspicions cast, uh, I don't know if if exactly uh, we can we can say just as Headmistress McGonagall was suggesting, we can't just simply accuse a student without any proof, uh, uh, especially if they're here visiting. Uh, you bring up a very interesting point, Neville. Uh, there is, in fact, uh, well, uh, the. Assumption that uh, international relations will be strengthened with these students. However, uh, there are certain ramifications that could be uh, in play here if we are to learn um, that any of these American students are in fact behind anything. However, uh, it seems unlikely if if, in fact, there was some very advanced spell work that was being done, work that would be far beyond anything that would be cast here at uh, even the seventh year level, I don't think any of the American students would be that advanced. Uh, there are many things to consider. I want everyone on... Uh, the highest of alerts. I want to make sure that all of the students are safe. Uh, please make sure that prefects are, in fact, uh, escorting students to class and that uh, students are not taking any unnecessarily uh, trips throughout the school uh, beyond class. We need to keep an even tighter leash on our students right now. And, um... You can, uh, I, I assume by now you probably would have walked away, Rosie. Yeah, I'm just slowly, like, eating a cookie and, like, backing away from the conversation. I think during that time, Olive would have gone over, like, as soon as Rosie was leaving, uh, would have gone over to Clem, because she had been sat with Alex the whole time at the start, so she went to check on Clem during Rosie's, uh, snooping mission. I don't know if Clem had been put in a bed already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Olive's just kind of checking in on her a little bit while Rosie's off being a super spy. Uh, and she's going to kind of fuss with her bedding a little bit and just go, do you need anything? Um, can I get you water, um, a snack? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, they sound like hyenas. Do you remember it sounding like a hyena? It's exactly what there was a wheeze, Professor right? Amanda described. There's Clockets. 
There's no doubt about it. That's definitely what it is. Why would someone bring one here? It must be so scared. I don't know. It doesn't know what's going on. It doesn't know that it hurts people. We're going to help it, alright, Clem? And, and it's even better that we have Professor Scamander here um, because she knows these things and she said that she met one in the US um, and saw, she, she said she was there to check that its habitat was all right and that it had everything it needed. So that's going to be um, the silver lining here is if there were any professor who's prepared to deal with this creature, it's Professor Scamander. She'll know what to do, and I bet at the end of all this, she'll be able to take it to America and return it to its little home, and it's going to be super happy and super cozy and never hurt anyone ever again, ever. I should talk to her. Right now you should rest, and then you can talk to her, all right? Let the professors talk and let Rosie listen. <laughs> I hate resting. Stupid. It's a waste of time. Me too. Think of all the places it could be right now. Scared, or maybe it's being used by someone against its will, or... Well, what if that person's mean to it? What about all, all the other things, people? All of those things are very true, but the other true fact is that you are in no condition to continue to follow it, or to continue pursuing this. And so, the thing that you are doing, I know it feels like resting isn't doing anything, but just picture it like... Picture it like a thermometer, and you want it to go all the way up to the top. You want to fill it, right? And that's your energy. And you are, like, powering up being here. And the more you rest, the more you are recharging to get back into battle and to be a hundred percent to be a super swath secret top spy but you can't do that if you're not rested well why should i have super power rest time why should i be rested when someone else is getting hurt i'm fine i the only reason why i'm still in this bed is because headmistress mcgonagall told me i had to yeah i'm a little hurt and... I don't really... Clem? It's not fair. It's not fair. That's absolutely true. It's not fair in the slightest, but it doesn't mean that you're well enough to be up and about right now. And I know it's frustrating to feel limited and to feel held back like that, but you're not here for no reason. You're here to get better, even if it feels minor to you. We need you at 100%, Clem. Not okay except for some cuts and bruises, because then the next time we face a challenge head-on, it's you're going to fall down a lot easier if you go into a fight unprepared. And I think if this week has showed us anything, it's that we need to be prepared for anything to happen at any time. We could turn any corner in any corridor 
and this creature could be there. So the best thing we can do right now is prepare you for the unexpected. The book didn't tell me how to take care of it. Well, then we'll find out. Hey, maybe once we find out how to take care of it, you can write um, a chapter that we could add to the book. Since the book is clearly lacking, I think we need an important up-and-coming dark creatures student to handle this egregious oversight in the textbook. And it's super agrarious. One person who's capable. Thanks, Olive. I got you. I'm sorry that I didn't got you. What are you talking about? I didn't even think to close my eyes and you you had your eyes closed already and you were protecting me and I'm the one who should have protected you and I made us trip and we missed running after the Whoa 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 whoa. Clem <laughs> You already protected us. The only reason I knew to close my eyes was because you found out what creature it was, what it does, and how to protect ourselves from it. I wouldn't have known to do it if you hadn't taught me. That's protecting Swath. You're too I'm nice, Olive. I'm not going to let you pretend like you're not helping and like you're not valuable and important to the team and to Hogwarts. And I'm going to call you on it every time you try. Because my friend deserves better. My friend Clem is smart and quick on her feet and she figures things out and she looks out for those around her and she's an excellent member of Swath and I won't hear otherwise. I'm very protective, you know. I like it. I'm always here for you, Clem. Um, Thanks. I don't want to be pushy or anything um, because I know that you know, we we don't have to be the bestest friends in the world. Like, I, I understand if you have, you know, friends that you like more or, um, you know, things you want to do just you or other people you want to hang out with. But um, I, I did just want to say, if you have been skipping a bunch of classes, you know, you can always tell me and I will always come with you. You don't have to leave me behind or um you know if you're skipping a, a a class you could maybe let me know and i'll go with you next time olive very respectfully shut up you are one of my closest friends in the world second of all i've not been skipping any classes what are you talking about if i was skipping classes everyone would know about it probably do you ever think i remember when I couldn't keep a single lie from anybody. 
Yeah, all the time. So. Ooh. Wait. What's happening? Um. I just want to make sure. So. You haven't skipped a single class all year. No, I mean, I've been kind of late to classes a couple of times and I didn't even skip the... I mean, I had a really bad day that one time and I still went to astronomy class. You're so right. I'm so stupid. That makes Wait, sense. what are you talking Clem about? never skip a class. Um, I think I forgot something at the common room and I am just going to run and grab it. I promise I'll be right back. Just let okay. Rosie know where I went, okay? Um, just, okay. Uh, I just really quickly. Um, be be careful I, out there. And Olive is gonna kind of like pat her robes for her wand, and she's gonna just like dip out and briskly start walking back to Gryffindor Tower. Sure. Off you go, and that's a good place for us to take our break. That was an interesting first half. <laughs> that was oh great. <laughs> wow. Good start to the session, everybody. Uh, we do need to take a break. Um, we just kind of jumped right into things for the session today. I thought it felt appropriate uh, based on the situation. Um, so please, if you haven't done so, make sure you follow all of these wonderful people. Head on over to tablestory.tv slash W-A-W. If you'd like to play along with us, if you'd like to look at the rules while we're playing, you totally can. They're totally free. You can head on over to tablestory.tv slash W-A-W to download the rules totally for free. And we'd love to hear about you uh, playing games yourself. Um, we've seen some really lovely messages um, in the Discord of people that have uh, been enjoying the system their first maybe their first foray into role-playing um, it's always such a wonderful uh, compliment I think probably my favorite to know that um, anything that we do inspires you to take your own role-play journey have your own um, experiences because it's such a wonderfully rewarding um, way to socialize with your friends or um, maybe just meet new people that um, are interested in the same kind of things that you are. Um, it's a great way to get introduced to it and um, experience the, the, the absolute um, huge, vast amount of different types of role-playing games as well. It's not just this one, um, but I think it's a, it's a great place for people to get started. So um, hopefully you'll check that out. Come hang out on our Discord as well. Um, but make sure you're following these people here, uh, first and foremost. They're wonderful people and great role players. Go give them a follow. And if you have yourself a Prime Gaming um, sub that you haven't used yet, consider throwing it their way. Get yourself some emotes. Um, go support these lovely people. Make sure you're following us here on Table Story. And um, also you'll notice underneath the channel there's a link for Black Lives Matter. Because they do. Um, please, please, please. Go check it out and uh, learn ways that you can help um, and make a difference because um, you should be making sure that you're educating yourself and um, realizing that everyone deserves to be treated equally. So go check out that link and um, at the very least uh, read. Uh, read and educate yourself. Make yourself a better person. That's, that's what we should all be doing. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hang tight for more. 
witchcraft and wizardry back in just a little bit. everybody to witchcraft and wizardry welcome back we rejoin our group uh olive has sort of rushed off rosie um you see olive uh sort of rushing off as you come back to the group um uh to to clement and alex hey uh i just got like all all of the juicy dirt why would she leave right now I don't know. She, I told her that I wasn't skipping class and then she ran away. Hey, Clem, hold on one second. Alex? Are you okay? Okay, you just looked real serious. I just, I just wanted to check it. Oh, and I was trying to think. Okay, about anything in particular? Yeah. What in particular? Thinking? Oh, you were thinking about thinking? That's a big old mind trap you don't even want to get into. That's very confusing. Would you like me to catch you up on 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 my cookie talk? It's yeah. uh, the talk I overheard while handing out my cookies. Sure. Okay. Um. So, Flick, Flitwick agrees with us. Flitwick said that he thinks the Americans may have brought over the creature, uh, particularly Boot. It's suspicious to Flitwick, and therefore Flitwick gets a big thumbs up from me. But then Professor Schlongbottom was like, um, we can't protect, we gotta protect Boot. Like, he's a student, we can't just say that he's in trouble. Like, we can't, we don't have any, like, proof, essentially, or something like that. And then, um, the headmaster was like, maybe it's an advanced spell. And, uh, we can't say for sure it's the Americans. Um, and she said that we're on high alert and, um, we can't do any trips. Um, we can only go to and from class from now on. Oh, man. I mean, that makes sense. But also... Oh, man. Yeah. Also, I just stood there and nobody even looked at me. They just ate the cookies and kept talking. Which is both insulting and rewarding. Yeah. I would have noticed you. Thanks. Well, Flubic ate my cookie, so that's good. At least he liked the snacks I made. You make the best snacks. Thanks. Um, anyways, that's the update. Uh, I'll just stay here. I mean, at least it's good that one of them believes us. Yeah. Yeah. And they know it's a Cloacus? Flitwick said that he thinks it also is a, a glo, glo, Gloacus. Gloacus, yeah, okay. That one Do, makes me want to it... sneeze when I say it. Yeah, I understand that. Does um, it what go is it, Alex? Ground? Does it go oh. under the ground? Yeah. No. Oh. That leaves a lot of open-ended questions. Can it wear robes? I'm thinking maybe the person in charge of the Gloacus is the one wearing the robes, Alex. Two peoples. Two people in charge of Gloacus. Well, there's a bunch of Americans here. Whack! 
did the Americans come with like a like a teacher to like come with them? That was no, like it's no, just the students. They're just alone. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was like a goblet of fire, like they brought a representative. Well, maybe they were like maybe like a Boots has a friend or something. That sounds unreasonable, but maybe he does. And they're in it together. Oh, Alex. Huh? You doing the face thing again? Are you you okay? It's harder to think than normal, so I have to give it extra effort. Maybe you should relax and not do so much thinking right now. Okay. You're not gonna do it, are you? I was going to, but then I started thinking again. It sounds a lot like you, Alex. How? 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 Uh huh. Yes. Can't remember. Okay. Oh. Okay. No big deal. That's okay. It was there for a second, and it was uh-huh. like. Oh. No, it wasn't. I, I got really excited. I got to be honest. It seemed like you were about to say something really profound. Yeah. Oh? Another one. Did you see a cat climb? Did I see a cat? Did you see a cat when you're talking about the glass? Oh, I didn't see a cat. I didn't even see it. See? Did you call it a cat? Yeah, she did. She called it a cat, Alex. What? You said the Gloacus was some sort of cat. Oh. Yeah. Like a a dark, dark cat. It's a... Sand cat. Sand cat? I can't remember what you said. I'm just making up words. Called a northern devil cat. Northern devil devil cat. cat. I hate the sand, so that makes sense. Okay. Sand is... We need some tuna. Tuna. Wait. Do you think magical cats are the same as regular cats, Alex? I mean, they might be. I could smuggle some tuna out of the out of the kitchens. We need magical tuna. Okay. No, but Um, fish. That's a great idea. What if, what if it is just like a big magical cat? What if it like sounds? What if it like sounds, and. And tuna, need fish food, catnip. But you would need like catnip. a trap, okay? Like you would have to lure it to a trap, and we don't have trap. Also, we think it's in possession of some people. <laughs> Anybody have a laser pointer at Hogwarts? <laughs> no. Wait, Lumos. But Lumos Could we use is Lumos? like everywhere, and not like a flashlight. You could recreate a light wrap and a then piece of paper around your wand while using Lumos. Is it possible to create a ball of light and then float it around? I mean, probably. We live in a magic world, so I guess it's yes. But the spell I've been protecting, uh, not protecting, but learning lately, is the one that turns people into, mm, what is it, raccoons? Um, badgers. So that's the only spell I really know right now. Okay. Well, uh, that's definitely going to be useful, uh, for sure. Oh, good. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is a washing up spell. So in case we oh, have like a Oh, that's definitely dinner. useful. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I can I can make things small, so I can have like a small badger. Sorry, I was just having a thought there, but it also left left me. Mm. I was thinking if we could get like a light orb and then make it small, and then when Guardian Leviosa hit around, then that's probably the closest we could get to a laser pointer. Mm. I'm. Is Professor Scamander still here? Yes, she would be part of the teachers that are still talking. They're still talking? Okay. Okay, I'm going to make a list, and as soon as Professor Scamander is out of this conversation, I'm going to ask her questions. Hmm. The book is really lacking in information. She might have some Do some you tips. think that these zapped Miss Squid because she was competing for the magic tuna. And we switched scenes. Olive. <laughs> you have run off. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean a minute. That was too funny. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm here. Um, What time of day is it? It's nighttime. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, um, how late in the evening is it? Is it close to curfew? Past curfew? Uh, I would say it's probably maybe half an hour to go for you. Something like okay. that. Okay. Um, probably about 9.30. Olive! I'm going to just look at the map. Oh, shoot. Uh, instead of heading to the Gryffindor Tower, Olive is going to head to the dungeons. Okie dokie. You uh, are going to begin to head to the dungeons. Um, Sorry, let me just figure out exactly what area of the castle those are in. So, uh, it's via the Grand Staircase. Basically headed down the Grand Staircase. Okay. And while she's doing this, she's going to keep an eye out and see if she sees any members of Swaff while she's doing this. Hmm. Okay. So I don't I don't know if that's a notice something or Uh yeah, you can try and notice something. Okay. Or, or would it be investigate or notice something? Notice something. Okay. Um and and am I rolling with the relationship of the people that I'm keeping an eye out for or no? No. I'm rolling and okay. in, I rolled independently. Okay. Um, so, normally you have your notice something where you're asking me specific questions, but in this case, you're looking for members of SWAF. Um, I think that, um, 
you run into Blaine. You can see that Blaine uh, has a bunch of books um, that he's uh, carrying probably up the stairs, uh, up the grand staircase. Um, and you can barely make him out because the books are basically like covering his vision. Um, and he's probably precariously making his way up the, uh, the staircase, slowly but surely. Lane? Oh, oh. Oh, Miss Olive? Hello? I don't want to keep you. I can tell you're quite busy. Um, would you humor me for a moment? Uh, what, 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 what do you need? Would you like to split a bean sandwich? Bean, bean sandwich? That's the, the code, I think. Would you like to split a bean sandwich? Oh, um... Code? I can't remember. Um... Uh... Split it four ways? I would like to read between the lines really quickly. Okay. Uh is he telling the truth? Is is he really genuinely like does it seem like he was honestly just we haven't gone through that protocol with him for a minute or um yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, cool. Olive's going to clock that and go, Right, um, I'm sorry to have kept you. I just know it's been a minute since you were last included in, in Swaff stuff, and I just wanted you to still feel a part of the team. So, um, bean high five, and I'll see you later, Blaine. I am running late, but it was so good to see you. Um, oh, all right, um, um, be well. Bye. Bye, Blaine. And Olive's gonna potter off. Head back to the dungeons. You head down to the dungeons. Olive is going to... Is the potions classroom open? When you say open, do you mean is the door open from where you can see it? Walking down the classroom? Uh, is the door locked when she approaches it? No, the door is not locked, but it is closed. Okay. Um... Olive is going to put an ear to the door and see if she can hear. She's going to like look underneath the door to see if she sees footsteps and kind of put an ear and see if she can hear if anyone's in there. Sure. Try and notice something. Uh, you can ask me a question. Is there anyone or anything sneaking around? Okay. Olive is going to open the door then and go into the potions classroom. Yee! 
she is going to... She is going to check and see if it looks like any of the um, supply cabinets have been rummaged through, essentially. She's going to look at which ingredients might have like a lower stock than others or or see if it looks like anyone's taken things out to make a potion with recently. Uh, sure. Make an investigate roll. It's a potions class, so lots of stuff is sort of taken out all the time. I don't know if you can tell any specific um, things that look like they've been removed or what have you, Um, but um, it looks like stuff's been returned, you know? Like, there's obviously, like, a lot of things that are taken out and sort of put back. There's not really a lot of stuff that's kept in this classroom, however. Yeah, most of the kids, like, have their own kits, right? They have their own kits. Also, a lot of, like, ingredients and stuff aren't necessarily kept here. Okay. Olive is going to exit the classroom and walk in the direction of the uh, Slytherin common room. Okay. And uh, as she's doing that, she's... I'm not sure, you know, how many students are walking around, but she's keeping an eye out for... Albus or Scorpius. Mm-hmm. Um, you wait. There's really not very many students that are seemingly moving about here. Um, you maybe see one the whole time. Uh, she's gonna kind of go. Oh, um, excuse me. It is a Slytherin Stop. student, though. They look like they're sort of like heading. Yeah. Um, you know, down the hall. Excuse um, me. Yes? What can I do for you? Sorry to bother you. Um, I was looking for two of my friends who are in Slytherin. Um, I don't suppose you'd mind popping your head in and seeing if they could come out to me? Try and convince them. Okay. An eight. Uh, Choose one. I would say, instead of they need proof, can I say, like, they need a reward for it? Like, they're not going to do it for free, and Olive has to, like, give them a galleon? What's in it for me? Um, I, um, I think I have an extra galleon on me, if... All right, I can check. Who's it? Um... Albus or Scorpius. Either one, if both are there, you you could tell them they're, they're both welcome to come chat. Galleon first. Right. Um here you are. And if if you get both of them to come out here, I'll give you a second galleon when you return. Alright, I'll take a look. What was your name? My name? Um, Trevor. Trevor Elms. Uh, thank you, Trevor. Appreciate it. He has a sort of smug look. Uh, Trevor has, um, mm, 
Load up my little generator here. Uh, Trevor has a wiry body, tired looking eyes, and an emaciated looking face. Ah, oh, me and Trevor both. And, um, he sort of uh, walks to the end of the hall. He, like, looks over his shoulder at you. You can see the door open for the Slytherin common room in the wall. Closes behind him. Olive's just kind of... I think when she's without her friends and when she's in unfamiliar territory, you kind of see her become a little bit more of like who she was prior to Hogwarts, like her posture slowly getting worse because she's kind of making herself a little small and she gets a little uncomfortable standing there alone in this space that she doesn't usually inhabit. And you see her just kind of awkwardly staring at the stone, probably like counting how many stones it takes to reach one wall to the other because she just feels uncomfortable waiting alone. Sure. It takes a couple minutes or so. You're probably waiting out there, maybe let's say five minutes. All alone in the hall. Finally, the door opens and Albus and, uh, Albus and, uh, uh Scorpius. Wow, mega brain fart. Um, as well as Trevor. I was going to help you. Yeah, yeah. I was going to help you up, but like, then I thought uh, Severus, and I was like, it's not Severus either. No, that's his nickname. That's uh, Albus' second name. Um, uh, so um, the three of them come out. Uh, and- Olive is going to immediately waggle a little galleon and hand it to Trevor silently as he walks over. He snatches it from your hand. Thanks. Good doing business with you, Gryffindor. And you, Trevor. Let me know if you need me to find anyone else for a galleon. Duly noted. Thank you. He walks and she's going to kind of like, she's going to do that thing where she really obviously waits for him to be completely gone before mm. she says a word to them. I know we don't have much time. So what's, so what's going on? I'll make this brief. Someone is impersonating us, and I'm not certain how, and I I didn't even think about it at the time. I was so upset with, with the book, and I got blamed for it because I went through everyone's things, and I know I shouldn't have gone through everyone's things, but... I'm get okay. Um, I, I, I'm a the, little confused. What what do you mean, Lady Lady Magnolis? Right, Lady Magnolis. I spoke to her the other day to ask if anyone suspicious was going in or out of Gryffindor Tower, because something very important was stolen from us, and we've been trying to figure out who. Stolen. And I and I thought it was odd at the time. She said. Clementine was the most suspicious kid in in Gryffindor Tower, and I th- I got upset and I got defensive on her behalf because I thought she meant Clem was the most suspicious for just regular Clem things, just for 
you know, liking mystery novels and and being sassy and stuff. And I, I didn't of which, think. Did you tell her about the the books, uh, the Beanie oh Valens books? We've read so many chapters. We're going to talk about this later. But first, first, so I try not to think much about that. And then we got. We were leaving the tower. I got into a fight with Lady Magnolis, and she made a comment about the fact that Clem and I skip class and that she sees us return to the Gryffindor Tower. And, you know, for me, well, I don't have the best memory, so I thought maybe she's right. But later, I told Clem that she could always invite me to skip with her if she wanted. Because why wouldn't she invite me? It made me feel like maybe she doesn't like me as much as the rest of the swath. And I just... I'm not saying I have to go, but it would be nice to be invited. Um, right. And she said she hasn't skipped a single class this year. So, whoever stole the book disguised themselves as Clem. And that's why Lady Magnolis let them into the Gryffindor Tower. That's how they stole from us. Someone is disguising themselves to look like us. And apparently me too, because it's my knowledge, I haven't gone back to the Gryffindor Tower when I've skipped class this year. So it could be anyone at any time, and you should get into the habit of asking security questions to people close to you so you know it's them when you speak to them. I should have started with this. It could be you right now. I didn't think about that. Um, tell me something only Albus or Scorpius would know and pretend you didn't hear all the stuff where I figured out the plan for just a second. I feel like that might be a moot point at this particular juncture. Right. Just humor me, though. So something that only... You and I would know. Um. Alright. Uh. In chapter three of uh, The Nighttime Detective, uh, there is a scene uh, involving uh, Detective Drake investigating a crime. And the crime is. Um. Uh, described in great detail. Uh, however, there is a um, there is a, uh, a, 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 a a stuffed teddy bear on the dresser, and you remarked to me that you thought that it reminded you of a gift that your father gave you. Dang, you're good. Okay, you then. And don't help each other out with this one, all right? <sighs> you... Um, brought back something to give to me. What was it? Brought something back to give you? Oh! Well, um, that, that, that was me. Olive, I, I brought back the, the note. I don't tell him what it is, though. I'm saying you like the... How would he know if I'm the one that brought it back for you? I didn't think that one through. You didn't tell him that you did it. Well, I, I did, but 
Okay, all right. So he brought it back. But I'm asking you about it. What was it? Don't, don't help him. A note uh, from... From? From you. Right. But the other you. Now ask me a question so you can be sure I'm the real I'm Olive. I'm sure that you're the real you, Olive. Well, how would you know? Because only the real Olive would think to ask this test. And the note. How would you know about the note if you didn't give Scorpius That's the true. note to give the note? I'm very okay. confused. Right. So we're all on the same page now. Point being, I'm me, you're you, you're you, but someone has been pretending to be Clem and someone has been pretending to be me and has been fooling adults at Hogwarts. They broke into Gryffindor Tower and stole a dangerous magical item and replaced it with a fake, with a copy. What what sort of dangerous magical item? Normally, I would be in the interest of uh, telling everyone in Swarf everything, but for the sake of knowing that someone's going around impersonating us, I think the less information we share, the better. Because then the next time I see the two of you, what if what if we talk about this and one of them says, I, you know, I know about the book, and then I go, haha, I never told you it was a book, and then that... Shoot. Okay, it's a book, but I don't think we should share more details than that. So I can we just say a number or something? Okay, it could be any number. It's not like whoever you spoke with would know the number. I feel like that's a lot easier. Okay, um, yes, you um write it down though. They could be listening and hand me a number, and then I'll ask you for the number every time we talk, and then I'll know. And while you do that, hey, let's brainstorm. How do we figure out who's doing this? Well, I I suppose it could be a polyjuice potion, but it seems unlikely. Yeah, it does. It It takes at least a month of brewing. Plus, you need the hair of the person that you that you're making the, the potion from. Oh. But the hair doesn't have to go in until the end. So they could have made the potion ahead of time and then decided at the last moment whose hair to add. Well, yeah. But I suppose, but how would they... I the potions have s- would have to be brewing. Like they, they wouldn't be able to bring it with them. They could have been brewing it since they got to Hogwarts. We've only been, we've only been at the school for two weeks. What if it's someone who's been here longer than that? Maybe. I suppose that makes sense. Well, it's the only lead we've got. So, I think I have an idea how they may have gotten the hair. 
Um, I'll follow up on that, but how do we catch them in the act? What do we do? How do we know we're safe? I have an idea. You could lure them with something else uh, in, in Gryffindor Tower. Something, something right. else that, that they, whoever it is would want. Another book or something? I don't know. So I, um, I, I loudly say something about finding a, a magical object or about how I'm so mad that book got stolen, but I'm so glad they didn't get the other thing that I have from the same place. Right, And we right. set it as a trap. Right. Right. Okay, um, do you think, just in case, you might be able to brew some more invisibility potions? Um, uh, I suppose we might be able to brew one here or there. We'll try. Classes are getting rather hectic. No worries if you can't, but, um, it might come in handy. Try and, uh, convince. Uh, can I use a relationship with one of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm. I think I think maybe we can we can we can make one. That's perfect. Um, Did you use the others already? No, but I'm starting to think of an idea that we would need more than two for. So having an extra might be a good idea. All right. Um, hand me, hand me the parchment with the numbers, Olive, and don't show each other Olive, your numbers. You, you'd better what? get going. It's it's about to be curfew. I know. Quickly. Scrawls the number down, hands it over to you. Albus does the same. Okay, and she's gonna fold them and keep them in the right hand so she knows which one is which, and put them in her pockets. Okay. Uh, th- thank you both. I'm going to run. I don't. Uh, All right. Thank you. Be careful. You too. She's gonna book it. You rush back. Quick and quiet roll, please. The monster is right here with us. Who needs wax? <laughs> Genius voice acting skills. That's why they pay me the big bucks, Luxy. Those creature noises. Okay. <laughs> we switch scenes. Alex, Rosie, Clem. Um, we return back to the hospital wing. A little bit of a rewind. A little bit uh, earlier in time, as you uh, you're basically waiting for uh, Professor Scamander to. Um, sort of separate from the herd. However, the teachers are still having their conversation. And um, Madame Pomfrey, as she makes her way over to you, Clem, um, uh, suggests... Uh, it's just about curfew time, Miss Earthcloud. You should be heading on back to your dormitory. 
there's just so many professors here. I figured that when they were done having their conversation, perhaps one of them could escort me back. Because I don't really want to go alone, you know? Uh, it would be dangerous right now, I think, for me to walk the halls alone. And she will um, sort of give you some uh, some tea, Clem. <gasps> I thought I was getting tea. I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you just take Clem's stuff. <laughs> She's got crackers and you just... <laughs> you know what? I see her do that and I slowly hand the tea back to her. <laughs> Here, Rosie, you can have this. You oh. should be drinking that, not you, Miss Earthcloud. There are some herbs and things in there that will make Miss Goosanders feel better. I don't want your medicine. I thought it was just a cup of, like, herbal tea. Sorry. I'm just thirsty. Is it good? Is it good? I'll let you decide. <laughs> Ooh, roll for it. Can I roll for it? Roll a d3. I just love chance. Me too. Quick question, do you think everybody likes DDG so much because it's just it's just gambling? Microtransactions? Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. That is exactly the reason. <laughs> Sorry, my brain just said gambling. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh. It's so good. Mm. That's the mind, dear. Oh, see, normally I'm not such a fan of mint, but I think its composition with the other flavors in here is really making it sing. It's singing? Hold on. Rosie puts her ear to your teacup. I don't... It's like, I mean, a, maybe... like a turn of phrase, like the turn of phrase of like... Clem, why oh. don't you try and tough it out for me? Clem, Interesting. Clem passes out immediately. Ah, <laughs> uh, Clem! Clem! No, don't shake her, dear. It's, it's sleepy tea. Well, you didn't say that. I didn't know that I had to. You just knocked her unconscious without it any warning. It doesn't usually work that quickly. She must be very tired. Yeah, she's a busy bumblebee. I bet you're right. What about uh, Hey, Alex? You're doing. Hey, Alex, you're doing it again with the face. Is he gonna? He could probably use some medicine too, Pomfrey. Oh, let's make my way over. Rosie. See you in a minute. Yeah, what's up, Alex? Cat. Yes. Cave. Cave. Hagrid. Hagrid. Underground. Underground. Cat. Cave. Hagrid. Hagrid. Underground. High ground. All right. Uh, Mr. Cave. Hagrid. Underground. High ground. Now let's have a look at you. It's like trying to connect the dots, but I don't know where the dots are. I think Pomfrey's are. talking to you, Alex. Whom? Adam, Adam Pomfrey. <laughs> Hello. 
Mr. Pippin, how many fingers do I have up right now? You have... Four. Ooh, so close! Alright. Um, <clears throat> you say that you cast a spell, and that's when things went fuzzy for you. Yeah, I tried to take my wand like this. And then I pointed it really far away and cast Stupefy. Very nice try. Looks like you put a little too much oomph in it when you don't have that much oomph yet. Okay. How do I get more oomph? You, with time, it'll come naturally, I think, Alex. Don't don't even worry about the oomph. You got you got plenty of oomph for your age. This is a bit of a pick-me-up drink for you. I can pick you up if I drink this? Does it smell like Alex? Probably not, dear. But it literally it, it's a it's a um it it, it is like a, a bottle and it says pick me up on it. Well, the instructions are fairly clear, and I pick it up. <laughs> you, you need to drink, dear. It doesn't say that on it, Madam Pomfrey. It just says, pick me up. <laughs> you are the doctor here, so... Can I take the drink from Alex and pull a marker out and write <laughs> drink on the other side of the bottle? Sure. Alright. Um, here you go, Alex. Look. Uh, here. Here. See? It says drink on it. Okay. I drink it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it's really spicy. Um... Yeah, it's very spicy. It's like a, it's like the equivalent of like having some very strong wasabi or horseradish. Um, it's like, like, uh, you can feel your sinuses like expanding and like suddenly your eyeballs are watering and your nose gets a little bit runny. I can, I can feel it in my eyeballs. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's medicine, so... It means that it's working. That's very good, dear. That's what Madame Pomfrey says, and she's always right. You stay the night, and you should be fine by the morning. Okie dokie. I must have been just plum exhausted. He's just... She sounds so well-rested. Right. Well. Alex, I think maybe it's time you get some sleep, too. Yeah, probably. You did the thinky-thinky, and then you did the drinky-drinky, and now you do the sleepy-sleepy. Huh? Yeah. Hmm? Okay. You know what? I'm just gonna inch away from here and just 
she just like gently pulls covers over out and you just get nice and cozy and does the same to Clem and you get nice and cozy and you both get good sleep tonight, okay? And I'll bring you breakfast in the morning. If I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah. Clem farts. <laughs> oh! That was me! It was me! Excuse me! Okay. Sorry. Um, I'll bring you some- I got breakfast. I know your favorite stuff. Don't even worry about it. Excuse me, by the way. Whoo! My bad. Rosie's gonna slowly back away to where the professors are standing. Mm-hmm. All right. So if everyone is uh, clear on what they need to be doing, uh, I expect a report in the morning. Uh, it will be a busy night, to say the least. Now, I see that you're still here, Miss Earthcloud. I thought it would be too dangerous for me to walk the halls alone, and it's dark out there, and I don't have any friends, and my friends are over there sleeping, so... Go ahead and try and convince Headmistress McGonagall. A nine. They go along with it. Well, no, they need proof. My the, my proof is that my friends are dead asleep behind me. <laughs> See, pass out cold, and and you know the. Uh, all right. Gosh. Perhaps oh, one was of I the professors can ex- perhaps one of the professors can walk you back to the Hufflepuff dormitory. I, I call professor's commander. I call I call her. Uh, I got dibs. <laughs> I can do it. It's fine. Thanks, professor. We can have snacks and walk. Be friends. All right. That sounds nice. All right. Well, be safe and uh, let me know uh, if you hear anything else, Luna. All right, headmistress. What kind of stuff have you been hearing? I hear all kinds of things. Hmm. Like monsters or like bedtime stories. <laughs> I suppose it depends on your perspective. Oh, that's good food for thought. And I just thought I liked the normal food. Sounds good too, I guess. Um, how's how you doing? I suppose I could be better, given uh, the Rosal- circumstances. Rosalina tries to slide her hand into Professor Scamander's hand. Try and convince? (laughs) Please hold my hand. (laughs) No! (laughs) Is that mashed potato? (laughs) Oh yeah, it is. I haven't washed my hands. I'm just going to wipe those on my robes. Sorry about that. Oh, you can wipe your hands on my robes, too. No, that seems rude. Well, it was kind of rude that I put mashed potatoes in your hands, so I guess we're even. Are, are you enjoying your time here at Hogwarts, Professor's Commander? 
It's been strange. Mm -hmm. Do you miss your family? Yes. My two boys. I bet they have super cool names. Probably like Giorgio and um, Haverschnabber. No. Oh. They're Lorkin and Lysander. Oh, it's kind of close. Lorkin and Lysander. like that. That's nice. Are they twins? No. Oh, they just sound like they could be twins. She says, well, I suppose it depends on your definition. Definition? Your definition. Of twins? Yes. Most they... people think that you have twins if one is born a little bit before the other one, but they're born on the same day. I always had the opinion that they're only really twins if they're conjoined. And that is certainly an opinion I will take with me to my grave. A good one. I'll write that down in my journal later. Have you ever met conjoined twins before? And wouldn't there be a magical solution for conjoined twins? Yes. I've met several. Wow. What do you mean by solution? Well, they're... It's in there. That they're a problem, but medically, it is more complicated. I'll just, I think maybe I'll just be quiet. All right. This has been nice. Yes, it's been very nice. Sorry about the potatoes. So am I. Are we close to the common room? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. No? <laughs> um, so, uh, when I was delivering the cookies to the professors because they were so starved because they've been such busy bumblebees, I overheard Professor Flitwick saying that he does think it's a good. Do you remember the name of the creature that Clem was talking about? I can't. Glock? Glock. Galakis. What do you think? I think lots of things. I and think good for good for you. It's very interesting that I've been brought in at such a strange time, given all the things that happened when I was a student. See, I was thinking it's also kind of weird that you just showed up around the time that all the dangerous stuff was happening. It almost seems kind of rude. Wait, what happened when you were here? Well, when I was here, it was a very peculiar time as well. When I was a student, I was in the same year as Harry Potter. And lots of strange things happened. It was about the time 
that Lord Voldemort was uh, returning. So <gasps> that's so a guy many... with no nose, right? Well, he had a nose, but then it went away because he was bad, and bad people can't have noses. It was sort of like a snake. His nose? Yes. He had a snake-like nose before it was gone? I think after? When his nose disappeared, it looked like a snake. Yes. Just, once again, another thing that I wish I'd never learned. You're so full of wisdom. I'm so appreciative Thank of your you. wisdom. Do you like making potions, Professor Scamander? Mm, sometimes. Sometimes potions can be very difficult, and sometimes they can be... Mm, fun. Do you like um, getting in fist fights? Fist fights? Yeah, have you ever done a, a brawl? I suppose the only time that I can remember is during the battle for Hogwarts, but otherwise, no. Do you like tea? Who doesn't like tea? Oh, like loads of Americans don't like tea, they only drink coffee. I suppose that's right. Yeah, you said you were in Connecticut. Why were you in Connecticut? Were you there for the wintry wonderland? I was visiting. There was, um, well, we were helping the area with the magical creatures there, and the Gowakas was one of them. They were, we were worried that the muggles were going to hurt them. But how could the muggles hurt them if the Galakuses make them lose their memory? Muggles have guns. Oh, they do have guns. Especially in America. I suppose it's similar to a wand in a way, but different, you know? Yeah, it doesn't seem like you, um, dangerously discharge your wand, uh, every time you use it. It tends to be kind of helpful. Uh, guns have one purpose, and that is is danger. Very true. So, there's that, I guess. You want a cookie? Yes. Okay, here you go. Uh, this is my non-mashed potato hand, so it should be better. Thank you. Uh, Rosalina, like, stops walking a little, and steps to the left, and steps forward a little, and tries to hold her other hand. Try and go around her and hold the other hand? Yeah, she falls back, steps to the left, and comes up on her left hand side to hold her hand. Sure, sure. With, with her clean hand. Okay, give me a, uh, convince roll. You go to hold the other hand. And, um, she looks curiously as you, why are you grabbing my hand? For friendship. All right. Starts Thanks. to swing. 
one's uh, clean mashed potatoes, so it's better for swinging. It's have you ever done any? Better. Have you ever done any? Um, I lost my question. It's I gone now. I was thinking about mashed all potatoes. The time. Where do you think they go? Well, some theories say that the crumple horn snorkak eats them. Crumplehorn snorkak? Yes. And Crumplehorn snorkak. Crumplehorn snorkak. Crumplehorn snorkak. The sound that it makes when it snorts is the sound of the questions escaping. Mm. Do you think farts are just questions leaving our body? She stops in her tracks. Maybe they smell so bad because they were bad questions. I think you're right. I think so too. She continues walking. And that's where we're going to end the episode today. wanted to spend time with her and at the same time I dreaded every second <laughs> I tried to make it as weird and well I think it was very accurate <laughs> as correct as possible <laughs> um thank you everybody for joining us for witchcraft and wizardry today uh we needed a good episode title. So, Chad, I'm going to task you with coming up with a good episode title um, while we're doing our end of session stuff. Um, if you haven't seen the show before, it's probably really weird. But um, we, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we, we, uh, we, uh, we, um, we really have a good time here. And uh, we have the whole range of wholesomeness as well as some scary moments and um, emotions, etc., um, but hopefully you enjoyed things. And um, uh, we have uh, end of session mechanics that we do here, um, which you can check out if you head on over to tablestory.tv slash W-A-W. Um, you can download the system totally for free and you can try it out yourself. Let us know what you think. Um, you can make sure you join us in our Discord as well, um, where there's a witchcraft and wizard channel, a feedback channel, and there's also some Quidditch fun that we have. Uh, as well. So go um, go uh, check it out. Um, and let's do our end of session stuff. Uh, we start off with relationships. Uh, you can gain a plus one uh, with, a, with someone that you think you've grown closer to or a minus one uh, and an XP for someone that you feel like you've grown further away from uh, in the group. Uh, who would like to go first? I can go. Okay. Uh, Alex gets my plus one because Olive <laughs> found it very endearing that she was actually able to just sit with him and have that same roundabout conversation over and over again while he was dazed. Like, she was like, for once, I know what to say in the moment because in two minutes he's going to say the same thing again and I already know what to say to him. And so I think Olive... Uh, 
Olive felt like she was being helpful, and she doesn't often feel that way, so she feels more bonded to Alex for having sat with him in the hospital wing. All right. Thank you. Who's next? I think my plus... Well, actually... Yeah, I think my plus one's gonna go to Clem. Just because she was there to listen to me, and also I feel like Rosalina has a very, like, motherly tendency, so being able to take care of Clem gave her a little closeness. Alrighty. Um... I'm gonna give my plus one to Alex as well, because he, like, came after me while we were heading to McGonagall, and then he kind of bonked his head, and then we were both bonked there for a while, and we were holding hands trying to be not bonked, so, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give my plus one to Clem. Like, she just went off trick action was brave and even despite the fact that she couldn't walk straight <laughs> um and then you just you described know. me no. <laughs> i even was just about state, to say that by the way <laughs> <laughs> even then that state, she was able to uh help alex when he zapped himself so so yeah okay now we do classes school rolls. Uh, the cast will roll mind, which will uh, count for their schoolwork, basically, that's been going on in the downtime. Oh, this is a great start. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I no. literally did not so roll long. a single success today. Everything that I've rolled has been five and under. I you rolled two ones today. Lots of today. XP. And yeah. uh, is, sounds is like you need to take a little time to heal. <laughs> yeah. Is my day still on? Oh, yeah. It's not going to get cleared until the next session. <sighs> Ouch. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, is that everybody? Yeah. Okay. Alright. So, let's see where we're at on the house points. So, for the Gryffindors, unfortunately, uh, Clem rolls a five. Olive rolls a nine. They even each other out. And I will roll one more time. That's an eight. That's a plus five. Three-way tie right now at 145. Holy cow. Uh, Let's see. Next up. We, I guess we'll do Slytherin, uh, since you rolled Lillian right away. Um, Slytherin is going to uh, get a six and an eight, so they even each other out. And then, last one for me is a 12. That is 10 points for Slytherin. Okay, next up, it will be, uh, uh, did we get a rosy roll? Was that the nine? Yeah, it's just, it's the nine. It just oh, okay. looks like I'm it was sorry. part of the, no, it just looks like the hand holding, I understand. <laughs> uh, all right. So that gives a five and then two more rolls for me. Another 12. 
10 points for Hufflepuff there. Last one. It is a seven for five more points. Nice for Hufflepuff. All right, Alex rolls a six. That's not great. That's five, okay. And two more for me. Seven, puts it back up to 200. And last one. Another 12. Wow. Holy cow. Oops. 210. So, after today, we have Ravenclaw in first place, Hufflepuff in second place, Slytherin in third, and Gryffindor in last place. Wow. Wow. These were the green dice, by the way, the green ones. So, look, they get, they're even see-through on the... They're very nice. On the... On the screen there. Uh, okay, bunch of weird rolls. Feels weird <laughs> having the having the the points be swapped like this. Basically, I feel like we almost have a reverse of the points that we normally have. Uh, let's do our uh, shoutouts and our downtime moves. Can um, I? Could I? Could I propose something? For not for you, Wack, but for everyone else. I was thinking about trying to make a. Quidditch broom-shaped cake. I was wondering if maybe we could all work on that together in the game and make that like a social activity? Like where we yep. all rolled a social activity to see how that turned out? No. <laughs> Fine! Don't bake a cake for Cola with us! <laughs> Sorry, I had to, of course. Of course I'm done. Okay. You can continue, Ak. I just wanted to ask if we could do that. I think it's a great idea. All right. And Let's... before we all fail and make the worst <laughs> cake ever. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> <Just> love. Okay, <laughs> cool. Zagonicus, well, why don't you start us off, man? Yeah, well, my hand's been forced, so I'm doing a social <laughs> I've been guilted. You've been peer pressured? Yeah. Okay, I got a seven. All right. So. Plus one or a minus one. Do you know what I'm going to do? Plus or minus one to relationship. I'm going to plus one to Madame Pomfrey. Excellent. Because I was at negative one for the hair we grow incident. Alarm setting off last year. Um, Yeah. And other than that, hi, I'm Scotticus. I played Alex for you today and every week here on Witchcraft and Wizardry. And if you want more of me role playing, then I'm here on Sundays as well in Brad Woto's Dying Order with a fantastic cast of people. I play Epo Tobeth, he's an old man, um, so a little bit different. And then you can find me everywhere else on the internet, Disgoricus, and all the places. I have a podcast, Disgoricus, where I just sit and have a good chat with cool people. My latest guest was Aaron B. Black, author of Firewall Down, um, which you can pick up on Amazon and Kindle, whatever. You don't even need a Kindle. You just need the Kindle app. So Look at how fast it was delivered to Murgles. Look at that. Instantaneous <laughs> delivery at this point. <laughs> Still not fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so check out the book. It's very good. I very much enjoyed it. I read it in two settings. And then you can listen to the podcast where I talk to Aaron about it. 
and he talks about writing it and all the rest of it. So, thanks. Thanks, buddy. And I got Oryx. All right, I'm gonna do my social activities roll. Fingers crossed. Oh, Love no! that. No! Me, can you please tell me what you did to the cake? Oh, do you, no. I mean, do you really want me to? I would to, love to know really what you... Know? Yeah, I want to yeah. know. Oh, no. Um, Olive didn't know the difference between baking soda and baking powder. And let's just say she used a lot of the wrong <laughs> one. <laughs> Hi! Hello! Uh, I'm Nick Oryx. I was playing Olive Everglade for you today. In addition to being kicked out of every club uh, on Hogwarts grounds, apparently she can't bake either. What can she do? Seriously, what spells? She can Magic. cast spells she can and save think. people from think shadows. with her thinky brain. Yeah, she thinks with her she, thinky brain. She accued the ear from across of Hogwarts. Are you kidding? She's That's literally true. called the hero of true. Hogwarts. So what? She can't make a cake. No one calls her that except for Clem, who has a crush on her. So I don't know if I would count that. Wow. One. I don't know okay. That one. Apparently, you lose all. I get it. Me. Fine. Yeah. <clears throat> uh huh. Anyway, hi. I'm Neko Oryx. Um, I was playing Olive today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, if you're not doing anything tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a special little early birthday stream fundraising for Able Gamers. They're an incredible uh, charity that aims to essentially make gaming accessible to everyone. Um, and Twitch is agreeing to match up to $20,000 of donations. So if we raise $10,000 tomorrow, Twitch will donate $10,000. If we raise $20,000, Twitch will donate $20,000 and we'll have raised $40,000. So uh, tomorrow, more than ever, every single dollar counts. Make Jeff Bezos donate a bunch of money to Able Gamers. <laughs> if, you're, if you're free, if you want to come by, or if you just want to help spread the word, uh, charity work is really important to me. And I'm really excited to get to celebrate my birthday in such a special way. So hopefully I'll see some of y'all tomorrow. And if you're around tonight and you want some more TTRPG goodness in your life, uh, on Saving Throw Show, we're starting a special three-part mini-series uh, using the Good Society system that I know Lexi and Murgles have done previously here on Table Story uh, for A State of Affairs. And I have never seen or read any Jane Austen stuff. So uh, it's gonna be my first experience with it. Very excited. Come through and be fancy with us at 8 p.m. Pacific tonight. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Definitely everybody should go check that out. Thank you. Murgles. Hello. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Um, I'm Murgles. Oh, I have to do the thing. Forgot. Oh no. Um <clears throat> social activity. Well, it's a good thing I'm not upset. I'm upset. Oh, no. I'm upset. What was your contribution to the cake? You know, I um I was in charge of the mold of the broom and <laughs> what does it look like? Or does it look like something that it should not look like? Maybe that. Oh no. Oh no! Oh no! 
You did not to my Please broom. tell me we still made her a family-friendly cake. Yes, of course. I was just kidding. Um, I think what actually <laughs> happened was I couldn't not make the joke. I'm sorry. I think what I I tried to ice it, like decorate it, you know, I was doing some of the icing and it just when I was doing the lines on the straw of the broom, it just ended up becoming an absolute mess and looking like spider webs and just a whole thing. So didn't work out. I don't think anybody believes you, but continue. Man, <laughs> I was trying to walk it back, okay? Yeah, I'm Ruggles. You can watch me on Twitch. <laughs> I play Clementine. That's about it. And what? where can people find you? Twitch.tv slash Mergles. Didn't you just finish a 48-hour a film? Yeah, I finished a 48-hour film, but I did it in 42 hours. <laughs> yeah. It's called Trinkets, and it's about a little gnome who so, just leaves. Go ahead. Can some can people view it anywhere? Um, I have to figure out what I'm doing with it. I have to make the I have to make like the title and the credits and all that stuff, and like make it a sweet little package, and then figure out what I'm gonna do with it. But yeah. <clears throat> So I will let everybody know if you follow me on Twitter, twi uh, twitter.com slash Mergles, then I'll be putting info up there about it. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Mergles. Thank you. <laughs> Luxy. I am hoping Rosalina can bring some good to the cake. Save the cake. Now, hold oh on. My God. Hold on. Yeah. You have a plus one to food. That makes that a seven. That makes my roll a seven. I had to do something to help this disaster. That was a very we good point. We could just not though, send Wack. it. No, no, we should definitely send it. It's it's filled with love. I feel like Murgles has to draw this now for Colo. <laughs> what okay. this looks like. Oh, oh, I don't know if well. you should. I'll, I'll slide it into her DMs. <laughs> it's blurred. <laughs> you know when you watch anime and someone cooks like something horrible and they just they put the mosaic filter on the on the thing that they cook because it's just so bad there's like those stink lines up from it oh no i i think rosie's so excited to have everybody in the kitchen cooking with her and there's friendship that um she goes uh, to grab something off the counter and just puts her elbow right in the middle of the finished cake. Um, so it's just got a big old dent in the side of it. Uh, but in reality, that is a seven, so it's not a fail. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah. So you get uh, get a plus one or a minus one to your relationship. <gasps> I want a plus one with Professor's Commander. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't put my elbow in your cake. I think this is like the second time in the two-year run of the show <laughs> that somebody has gotten like a plus with anybody else. <laughs> like it, the roles for the social activities have been cursed. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I, what? Why I don't, don't we have good heart? Why yeah. do we all have such bad hearts? <laughs> bad hearts. That's our gang. The bad hearts. The Hogwarts bad hearts. <laughs> bad hearts. When Clem works. finally goes full goth, that's what the that's their, oh, the new group. Get ready, guys, because it's Listen, happening <laughs> so hard that. that Nags rolls a successful social activity club role is the day that I literally just run, do laps around the house. <laughs> See you later. Never I'm high, happen. by the way. It's I'm Lexi Games. It is gonna happen. My name. <laughs> Markle's just pulled up a picture of a cake already so fast. Hi, I'm <laughs> Lexi Games. I'm a variety streamer on Twitch. I'm also a host for some charity stuff, and uh, I obviously do role-playing games here, and uh, mostly cause chaos. I'm very excited for the new update of Animal Crossing, so after this stream, both me and Wack are playing Animal Crossing, in case you want the update. Uh, not together, just we both. It's Wack's first time, so don't actually, don't go watch me. Please go watch Wack get grumpy over Animal Crossing, and then accidentally fall in love with it. You guys Please. have no idea how much bullying I, <laughs> I have done in the last week to make this happen. So y'all better be there. Go, go watch. Uh, and yeah, I also do this thing where we challenge it. We're challenging ourselves to make an island that is completely blue in Animal Crossing. Uh, we've decided that the final time that our island should be done is like the end of December because Chris, it's going to be the perfect month to make a blue Christmas Island. So, um, yep, that's what's happening. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Luna, for holding my hand. Thank you, Lexi. I'm Wax Steven. I've been your headmaster of Doom. I've dragged the players kicking and screaming through the adventure today. Thank you so much for being here, chat. We appreciate you so much. Much love. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Um, we're always happy to hear your wonderful stories and things and your your own adventures um, with the system and, and just hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, Luxy. Thank you, Murgles. Thank you, Nego Oryx. Thank you, Zagonicus, for being awesome role players. I appreciate you. As Luxy said, I'm actually dusting off my stream tonight. Uh, I am I'm gonna I'm gonna play Animal Crossing uh, because I've been bullied by my friends to uh, play it. And, um... <sighs> you're gonna, in like a week, you're gonna so begrudgingly thank us. You're gonna just be... Hey, listen. I, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. I really love uh, those building games, the like farming mm -hmm. games. I love Stardew. I love all that stuff. So we'll see. I've never played an Animal Crossing before. Um, so... We'll we'll change that in a bit. I'm I I'm gonna just be selfish and read into myself. I guess it feels so weird. It's do so it. weird. Uh, but we'll yeah, do that. Buddy, sit there, sit there and wait. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, thank you everybody for joining us today, and hopefully we'll see you. I think PB is doing a, a another gone thing tomorrow with uh, Peachy, um, a music special thing that she's um, doing. Um, just to kind of wrap things up and um, uh, it should be good. So hopefully you'll catch that tomorrow. Otherwise, we've got uh, Rime of the Frost Maiden on Friday and it's still early in that series. So if you haven't caught it yet and you want to watch some D&D 5th Edition, uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, I think everybody's super, super great on the show and it's still early. So you can uh, maybe catch up and, and, and watch and, and hop in. Um, hopefully we'll see you there.
Peace out. Have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.